0: Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The
1: Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Hope your Monday has started well. Hope you still got some money in the TAB account after the weekend and you enjoyed all the ollie moments on one side of Australia. Back on the other side, we had some special moments in Queensland. We had... Leap to fame, the Inter-Dominion champion, being a local hero, crowned in the pacing final, in the trotting final. It was a defence and a destructive defence by Just Believe in the Group 1 for the Trotters. He defending the title he won last year so well in Melbourne. His driver and good quasi-co-trainer, he's married to the trainer, Greg Sugars is going to join us shortly. But let's go back to Saturday night at Albion Park, the Pacey final taken out by Leap to Fame. But maybe the star of the show was just believe
2: top of the lane, Just Believe, Just Believe takes over, Mufasa Metro's trying to rally, Queen Elida can't reach them, don't stop dreaming, just keep believing, he's going to make history here, Just Believe, race is clear, what a horse, what a moment, he's done it again, Just Believe, Mufasa Metro, Queen Elida, the best bourbon up for four.
1: He only won by 5 metres, but it felt like about a 15-metre win because horses don't often sit parked to win Inter-Dominions and do it quite so easily. Greg Sugars was in the sulky. Remarkably, he's now won the last three Inter-Dominion trotting finals. And Greg, good morning to you. Congratulations. And you must like the sand of that. Three Inter-Dominion trotting finals in a row for you.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot, Mick. Um, yeah, absolute uh, sheer delight there. Um, and Yeah, listening to Chris's call, he's uh, he's just outstanding at really capturing those special moments. And
1: Greg, he he seems to the eye a better horse than the horse you took to Sweden this year, which sounds remarkable because a trip of that length and difficulty you would think might tire a horse or dull his ambition. Does he feel better sitting behind him?
2: Yeah, he sure does. Um, You know, like a few people that had sort of done that trip before had suggested that that uh, was potentially going to be the case uh, and that some of that trip can really take him to a new level, which uh, at the time I sort of thought, I don't know if i can see that happening but um i think that's proven to be correct he uh yeah for whatever reason um that whole experience has sort of really taken him to a new level when he's um obviously a fully matured racehorse now and um he just feels so strong he just uh, has a never say die attitude and uh just yeah keeps stepping up to the plate
1: talk to us about the difference between winning an inter-dominion last year where he was also undefeated during the series but last year's Inter Dominion had a slightly weird feeling because the horse who was favourite for the series pulled out during the finals week and you you always sort of have a little bit of a, a what if. This year there was absolutely no what ifs. It was it was a destructive series from him. Yeah,
2: that's right. Um, it was yeah, he was kind of in a way, you know, sort of new kid on the block last year, and uh, you know, he was fortunate enough to have quite easy. Wins in and um, in, in through the heats, was able to find the front in all of them. And um, you know, whilst he was winning quite comfortably, probably didn't look, um, you know, anything outstanding. And then he came up with a horror draw of outside the back row, and his main dangers of the final uh, sort of drew better than him. Uh, he was kind of the forgotten horse going into the series, and um, it, it probably took a lot of pressure off us in, in many respects. But this time around, um, obviously he's had a, a much bigger following and probably a bit more respect about him and uh, yeah the, the uh, expectations were a hell of a lot higher from I suppose the general public and uh, it, it certainly yeah put a very different spin on it um, as far as we were concerned and yeah, there was a bit, more, a bit more pressure along with that but um, yeah we just uh, did our best to try and block a lot of that out and just uh, you know do the right thing by the horse and just keep him in uh, as best order as we could and yeah, thankfully, uh,
1: he never let us down. You ended up parked outside Mufasa Metro, who you would suggest just believe is a better horse then, because the results would suggest that too. Did you think to yourself, I'm on the best horse here, and I'm going to really push the button, because some would have, or were you comfortable enough sitting there, or another version, did you just get the vibe from John Justice that he was having none of that?
2: Yeah, I did get the vibe from John, all um, his, well, his body language and the way his horse was travelling uh, on, a, on a tight rein that, yeah, it all looked uh, pretty straightforward that he was keen to to have a crack at holding the front, um, so that was fine, uh, yeah, we're more than happy to, to sit parked, um, you know, just believing he's such a wonderful racehorse that, um, yeah, he sort of sits anywhere in the field and, and just waits for you to ask him uh, for the extra effort when the time is right, so, um, always very confident. I, you know, had the best horse in the race and, and the strongest horse in the series. So um, yeah, it really wasn't a concern. Um, when John wanted to hold the front, I was uh, more than happy to try and, um, you know, dictate the, the tempo um, from outside the leader.
1: Greg, talk to us about what sort of horse he is because he's a seven-year-old gelding, and for those who, who are gallops uh, listeners or are predominantly greyhound punters. They probably don't realise, Greg, how quiet some of these boys can be, and particularly the older trotters, because they need to be so well-mannered to be any good. Some of them literally are like the family dog. They just follow you around and they're just old sweethearts. He looks that sort of horse. Is that in my imagination or is he that sort of horse?
2: No, he very much is that way. Um, he has his moments where he can be... Uh, You know, a little bit on the the pushy side of things. He he likes the attention that that he gets, um, and all that sort of thing. But uh, generally speaking, he is he is a a bit of a pet. Um, He's very easy to to deal with, and and just a lovely horse to have around the stable. And his professionalism at the racetrack itself. uh, But on and off the track, he's is is such a high standard.
1: We might have just lost Greg Sugars there. if We have. Obviously, a lot of the horse people we ring on a, on a morning tend to be at work or travelling to the races, so if he has dropped out, we'll attempt to get him back, and our apologies for that. Um, just Believe, of course, now on two inter-dominions, but, of course, he went to Sweden. For those who don't follow the Trotters, he went to Sweden during the year and performed really well in Scandinavia, I believe we have Greg back now. Um, Greg, I realise it's a a difficult time of the day to be working because you've got horses and other things to be doing as well as talking to us on the radio. Just talk to us about Sweden. It's a wonderful trip. We've both done it. We both love doing it. But is it worth taking Just Believe back there again when you have around about a million dollars worth of races on your back doorstep in New Zealand and Australia?
2: Yeah, it was it was obviously a uh, incredible experience for us. Um, you know, just yeah, sort of one of those once in a lifetime opportunities in a way to to go there and, and see what we saw, and, and uh, yeah, something that we'll never ever forget. And I'm sure it's made not only you know just beliefs come back a better racehorse, but it's made us better horse people uh, for that journey. Um, but yeah, financially it, it did take a toll on you know our operation here, and it was obviously expensive for the owners uh, to to do that trip for the horses and themselves as well. Um, and yeah, the time of year that it falls, um, as you say, there is there is a hell of a lot of uh, high quality um, prize money races, um, here, not only in Australia but um, also in New Zealand. That um, very very attractive to a horse I like just believe at the moment um, if everything stays right with him so um, yeah it's, it's something I would really love to get back and do again um, the, the Sweden trip um, not not having come away with a victory while we were there it's sort of uh, a bit of unfinished business for us in, in that respect but um, yeah, like you say financially um, he's uh, probably better off sticking close to home
1: Okay, there is a 575,000 New Zealand dollars, which is about 520 Aussie, slot trot race, the first slot trot race in Australasia in April at Cambridge. Have you had anybody text or ring and suggest they would like to have you for their slot? Because if you haven't, at some stage you're going to. Okay, our apologies. We're not having much luck with Greg Sugars there. Just to explain that for people, so think of the Everest, a slot race. There is obviously slot pacing races. Uh, There's the biggest one, of course, the Eureka, and there's the Nullarbor in Perth and a race called the Race by Grins at Cambridge. That's a million dollars. So the same night as the Race by Grins at Cambridge, April the 12th, there's now a... Trotter's race, which is slot race. There's only the eight slots. Now, of those eight slots purchased, around five or six of them have been purchased by owners of good horses, like Bolt for Brilliance, Muscle Mountain, and, and Oscar Bonavina. So you think they'll take slots. Um, in Intain have taken Queen Alida. Greg Sugars, I apologise again. We're having a few technical difficulties because, of course, you're out working and driving about. Have you had anybody ask you whether you're interested in their slot for the slot trot race in april
2: uh yes um yeah just been in contact with um the, the cambridge club someone's uh, reached out from there and um you know just planted the seed and asked if uh, it's something that uh, we, we're potentially interested in so um yeah very early early days of discussions there but yes there has been has been contact made
1: okay So, if we're thinking Sweden is an option, but a very expensive option, are we sort of looking like early February, the great southern star for Just Believe, then maybe a New Zealand campaign with some Australian races before that, and could you potentially try him right-handed for a race like the Rogue Cup, which is one of the bigger trotting races over there?
2: Yeah, definitely. um, That that is certainly an option to go down that path. Um, Obviously, Great Southern Star is our our next main target when we get back to Melbourne. Um, But yeah, as you say, um, a lot of good opportunities in New Zealand shortly thereafter, the Great Southern Star. So that is is definitely an option for him.
1: You also have, you and Jess, uh, better eclipse, who confirmed his ranking as one of the best pacers in Australasia. He was a massive second from a difficult draw to leap to fame in the Inter Dominion pacing final. I know it's not winning, but you must have been immensely proud of him.
2: Oh, correct, yeah, no, he was he was outstanding throughout this series and uh, you know, he, he uh, made the trip across to New Zealand for the slot race um, early in the year and I think uh, much like just believe's experience to Sweden, I think that trip really Really made um, better eclipse. He came back and had a little break from that, and, and his campaign in Australia since he's uh, really strengthened up and gone to another level. when, yeah, it couldn't couldn't be uh, any happier with him um, the way he performed on Saturday night. Um, you know, from the bad draw, um, covering extra ground, and, and finishing a gallant second to a to a superstar in League to fame. Um, yeah, we were super proud of him.
1: Okay. So you have two open-class horses, one pacer, one trotter. That would seem to be an ideal marriage if you do go slot racing with Just Believe to try and get a slot for Better Eclipse, who was really good campaigning in New Zealand last autumn. Yeah,
2: exactly right. No, there's um, there's certainly some uh, good races uh, even outside of the slot race in that time of year for for both trotters and pacers. So, um, yeah, certainly we we loved our, our time over there. Um, early this year and um, yeah if we're going to take
1: one it makes more sense to take two all right you've now got the inter-dominion trotting champion for the last two years it's a long way away but wouldn't it be great to pull off three is that is that part of the aim for next season with just believe or when you've got a horse this good greg is it more or less campaign by campaign for example great southern star slot trot race and then the Inter-Dominions comes around next year and, and it's too far away to be an aim? well
2: um, oh, yeah, it, it's always an aim, obviously, for horses like this. Um, you know, that's that's the races you obviously want to compete in and, and uh, you know, want to be successful in. And um, Yeah, but we're, we're very much here sort of got to focus one step at a time and, you know, and just keep doing the right thing by the horse and hopefully, um, you know, they, they stay healthy and sound and you can continue to target um those sort of races but yeah it would be um be an absolute dream come true obviously to uh, to do it all again for sure
1: greg talk to us about the operation the tub's sugar operation because your wife jess uh her father her late father was a wonderful trainer her sister is a wonderful driver um do you guys work the horses together do you track work them against each other or because we know you drive are you more the driver and she's more off the track and taking care of business and getting the horses ready, how does Team Sugar's Tubs work?
2: Yeah, look, it's a very much team involvement, um, you know, we both are very hands on with everything. Um, yeah, Jess works uh, a hell of a lot of the horses, there's some horses that um, yeah I never drive at home that she does all the work with and, and vice versa. So. Um, we're constantly sort of throwing up ideas against each other, and um, you know, suggesting different ways of doing things, and comparing notes. And um, it, yeah, it's very much a team involvement. Um, neither of us can do what we do without the other one. That's for sure.
1: All right, you're a bit of a crazy, wild party man, Greg. Earlier this year, I think you won a major race and you celebrated with a pizza or some KFC on the way home. <laughs> did you did you actually get a chance to have a drink and enjoy yourself? Not that drinking's the most important thing in the world, Greg, but you're away from home in the stable. Did you get a chance to, to let your hair down for at least an hour? Yeah, yeah,
2: we did, we did. We had a, a good group of friends around us and, um, yeah, we had, uh, yeah, a few quiet beverages um, at the track afterwards and then uh, enjoyed a lovely day in Brisbane with some friends again uh, put out for lunch and dinner and uh, a few more drinks along the way uh, to celebrate so um, yeah we really tried to uh, find some time to enjoy it because yeah we have quite a busy lifestyle um, generally speaking and uh, yeah we we don't get a hell of a lot of free time to do those sorts of things but um, yeah we try to enjoy this one uh, while we can
1: Mate, what uh, what does it feel like now you've won three Inter-Dominion trotting finals in a row? I mean, that's that's a bizarre place to be at in your life. I mean, I talk to many jockeys and drivers and trainers, and sometimes you have to take stock of it, Greg, and think to yourself, wow, has that actually just happened? Because if someone told you three years ago this was going to happen, you might have asked them how. Yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, and it's never been done in far as uh, the trotters are concerned before so um you know it was it was always an absolute dream and, and uh, a race that i always wanted to win either trotting or pacing into the minion and uh, yeah, i've come i've come close a couple of times in paces now but uh, the trotters have uh, i've been quite lucky and um yeah I, I i never ever would have thought i could get three let alone three in a row so um here's hoping there's more to come
1: Mate, thank you um, for your time this morning under difficult circumstances. I know you're working, obviously, mate. And, and to you and Jess, congratulations. It's been a quite remarkable 2023 in so many different ways. We're looking forward to seeing how the summer unfolds for both Just Believe and Better Eclipse. And, yes, we're looking forward to seeing um, just what heights they can continue to get to. Congratulations, mate, and Merry Christmas. Thanks a lot, Meg.
2: Really appreciate it.
1: Greg Sugar's um, an outstanding talent in the sulky. Incredible, really, to think that he's been able to win three inter Dominion trotting finals. And um, obviously, it's a, a team effort, a family effort, a couple effort for him and Jess training together. But Jess, a huge part of that. And they also have one of the best pacers in the country, Leap to Fame, beating Better Eclipse and Swayze from New South Wales, who was able to run third in that final after looking beaten at the 600 i tell you who was seventh in that final. Another horse from New South Wales, Kanina Provlima. And her driver, Josh Gallagher, or his driver, Josh Gallagher, also won the Australasian Young Drivers' Championship. So he finished top of the points, Josh, alongside Angus Garrard from Queensland. But Josh wins on countback, and Josh joins us. Now, congratulations to you, Josh. I know it's a series that means so much to young drivers, and to be able to win it against a quality field, you must be quite chuffed. Yeah, cheers, Mick. Thanks for having me on. Um,
3: yeah, no, it was a great achievement, and uh, you know, a great, great week away with such talented
1: young drivers. Everybody who's ever been to the Australasian Junior Drivers Championship said that's what it's about. Forget horses and titles; it's about spending time with people who, a lot of them, you wouldn't know. And you've got this bond of competing, but also representing your state or your country. It's something which is very special to some of the young drivers I've spoken. to.
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, you make um, you make new friends, and you're gonna talk for a lifetime. And um, you know, to represent New South Wales, it's um, you know
1: pretty special at that level. And you know, to come away
3: with the win, it's even more special.
1: It must be an unusual experience driving a whole lot of different horses for a whole lot of different people because in New South Wales, where you're driving today at Goulburn, you know the horses and you probably know most of the horses around you, but you'd be jumping on horses up there you've never seen before. Do you actually get the time to do any video analysis of them or have you just got to trust the trainer's words? Um, Yeah, So a lot
3: of my form goes into knowing what my horse can actually do. Um, well, yeah, I'm real big on that, and um, you know, especially if, if there's horses like um, you don't know, you got to sort of rely on the trainers that week in week out know know what they can do, and uh, um, you know, I was very fortunate that I had good trainers to drive for, so um, you
1: know, they they told me told me everything pretty much what happened really. Well, Josh, unfortunately, um, work never stops, so, so you're back to racing today at Goldburn. What do you make of uh, of your book today? Because you're on a horse for Blake Fitzpatrick in the second on the car. That's your first drive, and the form doesn't look great. But any time you drive a Blake Fitzpatrick-trained trotter, they're worth a second look.
3: Yeah, no, Blake does a really good job with his trotters, and um, you know he's only his horse. As an early two-year-old, he was racing really good and um, sort of flattening out towards the end. Um, but he's had a couple of trials and um, you know dropping back down to golden, sort of a little bit weaker, weaker again. So um, you know I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as This horse will be going very close, I think, today. And um, yeah,
1: mate, you do a lot of driving for Elizabeth Heath. She has L Jacob. In the fifth on the card, drawn slightly widely, does he have the speed to go forward and overcome that? I
3: think I've got a little bit of go speed but um you know there's a few inside of us that go alright. Um, you know, we'll just have to weigh up for options. If we go forward or if we come up one run, he can do it a bit tough,
1: so um, you know we'll we'll just have to weigh up for options out the gate and see where we can land early. A better draw in race six for locking Lou. Probably finds itself in the right type of race and barrier one, a big help.
3: Yeah, very yeah, very happy with this horse. He, um, you know, he, he does have a little bit of gay speed, and, um, you know, if we can get in behind a leader or if we've got enough to hold, um, you know, this horse will be very, going very close, I think. Um, you know, yeah.
1: Mate, um, what did you make of your seventh in the Inter-Dominion Pacing Final? Of course, you've won an Inter-Dominion Pacing Final, which is remarkable considering how young you are. What did you make of Kanina Provliva? Because I think he's a lovely old horse.
3: You know, we are really happy with him. Um,
1: you know, he was still
3: bolting on the line looking for a run. And, um, you know, they, they ran a world record and, um, and pretty much the only horse in the back making ground um, you know it's, it's very hard to um, um, throw this, the those
1: right spots. But um, you're heading to Manangle tomorrow. You drive a horse on the first on the card called Keeper of the Plains. Only won at Canberra last start, but it absolutely bolted in. I would have thought it's a horse who's not finished winning yet. Yeah, no, he's got um, you know he's got some
3: very good form behind him. Um, you know I don't think he's been out of things as of yet. so back to know,
1: from his last one at Canberra and um, he'll be there about again too. Josh, I can hear you jogging a horse in the background there, mate. So um, congratulations on representing New South Wales and winning the Australasian Young Drivers Champs and make it round safe today at Goldwyn. Cheers, thank you. It's Joshua Gallagher, I sometimes call him Josh, but I just call Joshua in the race books and the form guides, and yep, he is the Australasian young driving champion after winning the series on countback. so he and Angus Garrard finished on the same amount of points, but Josh, or Joshua, had more wins during the series, hence he takes home the title. Uh, As he mentioned, he's heading to Goldburn today, first on the card there, first of eight, goes at two minutes past one and Scott Hewitt has a pretty easy start to the day but he has a very busy start to the, busy back end to the day. Hey thanks for joining us this morning Scott, I thought you might be able to pick up a winner or two today at Goldburn. Yeah no worries
0: Nick thanks for having me on Um,
1: yeah looks like we should you know
0: have a a pretty nice day I hope, a couple of chances there, a few horses in form so hopefully there's something there that can get the job done anyway
1: Okay, Scott, for those who don't know the Hewitt family, because there's a lot of Hewitts around, Jima won the last race at Albion Park the other night. So you are Brad's brother, is that correct? Yeah, um,
0: me and Sam are the twins. Uh, we're younger than Brad, and then yeah, we've got a, a sister younger than us, Jess. Um, she got all the looks and the brains and didn't get into harness racing, but she still follows us pretty close. Ah, oh, well,
1: she's obviously by far the smartest of the Hewitts in that regard. Yeah. How, does it, how does it work out who drives these horses? Because I see Brad's on some of them, but then you have a drive on others. So do you give Brad the good drives, or do you give yourself the good drives? Just for people who are looking at them thinking, which one of these Hewitt horses should I back?
0: I um, well,
1: sort of. Well, it's hard because like, I, I work them
0: all on my own, so I try and stick to the ones that. You know, it might be a chance of doing something wrong or might be a little bit harder to drive, but uh, then it sort of comes down to whether the boys have driven the horses before, you know, Brad knows a couple of them, and there's a couple there that um, Sam was driving for me earlier in the year and and he stuck to them as well. So, um, yeah, it really just depends on yeah, how I think I can be sort of the fairest to the owners and, and give each horse their best chance.
1: All right. What happens... If, and be honest with us here. If, for example, Brad stuffs one up, what we'll say he drives one bad and you've got it ready to win and it's his fault? Do you give your older brother a serve or is that not a good idea? No. <laughs> no. Leave it till a bit later on and we're pretty good like that. We nearly
0: always come back and, and put the hand up if we've butchered one. But um, yeah,
1: it doesn't tend to happen all that often. Though. He gets it pretty right most times. He does. He can drive. I'll give him that. Um, Race six today, 3.57. You have two chances in the race. Tukarua and Alabama Lioness. Which one of those two do you favour more for our listeners?
0: Um, Well, is probably drawn just, you know, to have a few options up her sleeve there. She has got good gate speed. Um, But yeah, there's a little bit of gate speed drawn to her inside, so I'll just leave it up to Brad with her and see where she lobs, but she's um, she's going good. She's in the right race again, and um, I think if she lobs handy enough, she'll be she'll be hard enough to hold out. And the other little filly, well, she's um, just taken a little while to, for the penny to drop with her. Um, she's just going to take a few runs and a little bit more time yet to have racing sort of down pat, but I think just in that field today and in on the fence behind one that, looks to
1: have a bit of form well she's going to get every chance to be in the finish too okay it's a, a hewitt Athon in the seventh on the card you train um good old boys and beer you also train mickey be quick and you train my crackling rosie who all have good chances and sam trains ohana dancer so i'm sure you know it so once you've worked yep. all of that out together who wins race seven? Uh well hopefully one of my three um, they're all going
0: good. Uh, um, Cracklin' Rosie, she's in good form. Um, she just probably a little bit plain last start, although they did uh, run along a bit quicker than what she had been doing previous to that. But I think yeah, if she can get across them without having to do too much, I think she's going to be right in the finish again. She's a really good front runner. And um, Mickey Be Quick, he's another horse with good ability. He's just probably, you know, at times done a little bit wrong and let himself down. But, um, yeah, I think as long as he behaves himself, um, he can be right in the finish, too. And the fella I'm driving, will he finished off really well last start. So, you know, if he can lob a, a handy enough spot and not be too far off the speed, well, yeah, I think he's got a good finish in him and he'll be thereabouts. But, yeah, Sam's really, she, she's in good form and she puts. It, put a win
1: on the board last starting, good time, so, yeah, she's going to be hard enough to hold out too. Yeah, I actually thought for a $7,000 race on a Monday afternoon at Goldwyn, it's actually a pretty good feeling. Yeah, it's, um, I suppose, yeah, everywhere this time of
0: year, starting to get pretty strong, there's, I know it's not the great money today, but, um, yeah, everyone's got their better horses up and racing for the, the better money around Christmas and in the New Year, so, um, yeah, I'd not going to be an easy race to win but yeah i hope one of them can get the job done there anyway
1: okay the last on the card goes at 17 minutes past five today and you've got arena queen in the race and look she looks pretty consistent she does things right most of the time and look she's going to win races shortly will it be today um yeah she's in really good form at the moment and she's been consistent
0: a lot of the year um she loves his track. I think she's only missed the top three spot there once. Um, so, yeah, if, if it's run to Suda, that's not a big field either, so she's not going to be all that far off him, but yeah,
1: I think she's... Yeah, If I had to probably label one for the day, I'd say she's probably the best chance. Oh, well that's, that's tasty. Arena Queen in the last. For the punters listening, it's $2.10, tab.com.au, 2 dollars two ten in the last at Gongburn. How many horses are you working, Scott? Because you said it's it's more or less a one-man operation, so how many horses can you take care of by yourself? Um, I've got 13 here at the moment. There's um,
0: a, few, a few young ones around this time of year, and just a few race ones, but I uh, got home from Queensland in the wintertime, and we had up, up over 20 and worked there for a while. That was pretty busy, but uh, if I could stick around the, the 20 mark, that seems to be pretty comfortable for us to handle, and we can sort of you know, juggle a bit of racing as long, as well as the, the young
1: ones as well. Alright, what's the horse from your stable? Because there's so much racing on at the moment, it just comes at us thick and fast. Scott, what's the horse we should follow? Is, is it a horse like Arena Queen from today or my Crackling Rosie who's good enough to go good at Manangle, or have you got something else around that you think could pick up a race in the next couple of weeks? Um, well,
0: a horse He'd done it wrong on Saturday night, but he had a couple of, um, you know, I suppose you can make an excuse. He got flattened in the first start and there was a score in the score up and um, bad you can see he, he galloped up like last oh, start. But I reckon, you know, once he gets another couple of runs under his belt and gets his confidence back, I think he's ready to be pretty com- competitive down there. He won the start before
1: in 51. So I think he's got a, a man angle horse when he's at his best. Mate, it's a, it's a big effort to only have 13 horses in the stable and have, well, half of them racing today and a horse racing at Menangal as well, Scott. So, mate, it's nice to talk to you, mate. Thanks for taking the time to have a yak to us. I hope you and your family have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, yeah, get some winners today. Get round safe. No worries at all, Mick. Thanks for having me on and Merry Christmas to yourself and all the listeners. Thank you, Scott. That's uh, Scott Hewitt. So, look, they're everywhere, the Hewitts. <laughs> Every time you open open a form guide in New South Wales, there's going to be a Hewitt turning up somewhere and lovely family do a super job. And I have to keep asking who they all are. I might need a Venn diagram to see how they all fit into it. But, yep, they're driving today. Uh, both Brad and Scott and Sam's got horses involved as well. Best of the day, as best he could work it out. And the last on the card, Arena Girl. So, Arena Girl, the best of the day, potentially out of Goldburn today. Uh, First of eight races goes there at uh, two minutes past one. So, Arena Queen, my apologies, not Arena Girl. Arena Queen, the best for Scott Hewitt with Brad doing the driving. It's $2.10. Tab.com.au, if you feel like backing a winner. Okay, um, just on the harness racing front, Brittany Graham, who's at a... Massive last month With the interminions in Queensland We'll join you at 10.30 on Wednesday And Thursday morning for On The Pace And we'll be back with finding winners on Friday Because just because the big races Might be run and won Doesn't mean there's not more winners to be found We'll do that Friday and then next week, I'm sure, we'll be floating around, even though there's a few odd days. I think next week's Boxing Day, this day of the week, so we're not going to have, sorry, Christmas Day, actually. We're not going to have a chance to do On The Pace. Don't worry, we'll make sure there's winners and harness info for you, Fred, myself, and Brittany, and whoever else wants to be involved over the next couple of weeks. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Good luck if you're having a bet. Brittany back with the next On The Pace at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.